Hello, and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. There once was a ship that put to sea, and the name <laughs> of the ship was episode number 223. And joining... Thank you, Tony. Are you? Thank you. Joining me, of course, just Tony this week. But Tony, how are you? I'm good, I think. <laughs> good. You think so? I'm, I'm, I'm we're, rejuvenated. We're thrown. We're thrown a little bit because two minutes before recording, we were unsure whether Tom Thrower was going to be joining us or not. Turns out he wasn't, but it was just through our uh, misunderstanding his spelling <laughs> in in the texts. Yes. So. Yes, so, the fault was ours. <laughs> yes. So disjointed this podcast may be, but you know we started with a sea shanty. So what's what can possibly go wrong? <laughs> We're here, Tony, to discuss mainly Blackburn Rovers 1, Stoke City 1, a game in which Stoke took the lead, but then, I don't know, I will ask you whether you think we threw it away. Uh, James Chester, of course, also getting sent off. It was Mm. an interesting game, Tony, to say the least. Let me give you some three-word reviews from our dear listeners over on Twitter.com. Uh, at Wizards of Drivel, if you ever want to give us a three-word review. We have, threw it away, should have won. No strikers here, good hour, then... Right, somewhat right. I'm, ju- I'm going down in order. It's a three-word <laughs> review, people. Uh-huh. Dominated, but the loss of power made all the difference for them and us. That's... There's a lot that's... of hyphens in there. There is a lot of hyphens, but yes. But it, uh, the sense... Yes, you are right in that review. Uh, let it slip. Not quite there. Good then bad. R&D looks decent. Will come good. Need more up front. Uh, now Powell reliant. God awful commentary. We'll get onto that one because <laughs> uh, that one was fun. Uh, 60 minute team. Make substitutions earlier. Rome wasn't built in a day. Tony. Did we throw it away? Or is this... Sorry, I was getting the words. Yes. Uh, he's, oh, so he's just put Rome wasn't built. That's a good point. Okay. I just I just finished it off in my head. Sorry, sorry, no, that's Pat, Dave. No, I've I've misrepresented his review. Um, Tony, <laughs> was it a case? Do you think it was a case of Stoke throwing things away, or was it a case of uh, I think better than we have been? Um, yeah, I'm distracted now because I'm wondering if he actually meant that Rome just was never built and it's a, an <laughs> illusion, um, some kind of hologram. Um, or something so no we were I think for the first hour better than we have been recently which is good and exciting and I think then we got really tired which everyone could see and I think there's a few people said in those that maybe we should have done some more subs and done them sooner which I agree with and we didn't have the bench wasn't packed with exciting talent necessarily (laughs) Um, but Blackburn are the joint top scorers in the league and we drew one all with them and we we didn't look that threatened their goal was a bit of a mess but it wasn't it, it wasn't like we were under the cosh we, we, we outplayed them for good parts of the game on I don't have you ever lived in the countryside particularly Chris I don't know <laughs> if, if that's something that's that's a life experience you can not, look back on? No, not necessarily, no. I lived on because, the edge because, of the city once, but that's not the same. It, it, I mean, you, it might be transferable, but certainly in my youth, my godparents lived basically in between a load of farms 
uh, near Utoxa-ish. Um, and I recognise a field when I see one. <laughs> and I had to okay. say, I did get flashbacks looking at that Ewood Park pitch because yes. it looked like they'd only just let the cows off it five minutes before kickoff. It was it was really bad and I don't think yeah. that helped anyone particularly as we brought in a load of pacey dribblers yeah. into the side who then every time the ball was coming near him it bounced up and it a foot um, it, yeah it was a shit pitch is what I'm trying to say anyway that was a very long winded way of saying that but I think Norrington Davies I think looked really good mm-hmm. um there was at least one moment where he wasn't in the position defensively, really, and their best chances in the second half seemed to come from that side. But it's his first game in our team. He looked, I thought he looked really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think Matondo looked basically like what we'd been told, exciting and rapid and sometimes rapidly running down blind alleys a bit or just into people. But first game in again, and he hasn't... I don't think he's played for a couple of weeks. So, mm-hmm. again, exciting. Um, Clark, I want to say. I forgot yes. his name. It is Clark, isn't it? Clark came um, on in the 61st minute to replace Nick Powell, which is where I, th- I think uh, I- I've seen a few comments towards the Jack Clark, you know, didn't oh, mate, he didn't have the impact that was needed. But I think it maybe coincides with the fact that Nick Powell came off. And as someone alluded to in the three word reviews, we seem to be. When, when Nick Powell doesn't play, we seem to just lose all form of like creative spark. I don't know I don't know what it is about Powell. Um because even when he's not involved, like in the in the build up to something, he mm. seems to we we seem to just look a little bit better. And we lost a little bit of impetus with him going off. Now you can criticize Michael O'Neill for that substitution, I guess, but we don't know the ins and outs of Nick Powell. He's never been exactly the, the match fittest he always seems to have a little inj- yeah a little injury about him so it's always difficult to know whether he's been brought off for his own protection that type of thing i think he, i think he was a bit injured because he he just got over the boards a few minutes before and he sort of yeah. went down three or four times after that as if to suggest a moderate injury on his, by his standards a moderate injury level had occurred um but yeah i thought partly we looked less good when he went off because he's just a really, 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 really very good player. Um, and he's he's very attack-minded. I think when Clark came on, we it also coincided with about 10 other, out, 10 other players being knackered at that point. <laughs> so he, he came on just as everybody else was running out of steam, which mm. I, don't, I don't think helped him. Um, but I thought he looked pretty tidy. Are His you... decision making a couple of times looked a bit sus, but he's he's not played a senior game for no. all season, I don't think, apart from that cop game. Ma- for Spurs obviously, of the week. but I thought he looked pretty good to be honest. Obviously, Matondo <laughs> came in. He came in a bit. Uh, what? So he came in before last week's game, um, and then mm. Norrington Davis and Clark have come in this week. Uh, you know, signalling us getting business done a little bit early. Um, are you excited by their signings? They're very, obviously, like Clark and Norrington Davis alone. Well, in fact, all three alone. Um, but with Norrington Davis, which, again, to me sounds like, I don't know, a contestant on University Challenge. I feel like I should be going, Norrington Davis, <laughs> like that. Um, 
he can obviously he this oh jesus sorry this podcast just gets just i don't know um he was at luton how he okay two mm-hmm. questions are you excited about these these players and what do you make of the fact that sheffield united cancelled his loan at luton to loan him here and norrington davis seems very much like the person who wants to do that what do you think yes um, I am excited. I think all three are quite exciting. I think uh, when when um, Clark came on, it was the youngest average age of our squad in the league for ages. Should have wrote, written it down, but I remember Pete Smith said something um, that was it was obviously noteworthy. But yeah, I think young fast players are exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have other young fast players to come back, maybe, um, including Verlinden. Maybe, um, but yeah, I think we've we've suddenly got a rack of speedy attacking midfielders, wingers, just generally exciting players. I think that's ace. Um, Reese Norrington Davies, who I had down as the nation's third favourite service area. Um, maybe no, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a good name, isn't it? Mm. Works better if you don't say Reese if you're trying to do jokes about it being something else, really. But still, um, <laughs> yeah, I I think they've got a few fullbacks at Luton, and I say I should say wingbacks, obviously, because we know the system they will play. Um, but I, I think he wasn't. He he did play. I I definitely had him in, in my weird Championship fantasy team early in the season, and he was doing okay. And then he stopped playing for a bit. So I th- I think he's maybe not first choice at Luton, but just because they've got so many options there, I might be wrong. But I think that's what's happened. So if he yeah, he, but he did he did mm. go out of his way to say both that the manager at Luton he never said his name, but he he did say in the Stoke interview that the manager at Luton had had, um, had discussed it with him and and suggested it was a good idea for him. So that's nice. Uh-huh. Um, and also he went out of his way to say how much of a step up it was going to Stoke and <laughs> how did. Stoke are a bigger club and how it was definitely a better option for him and a stepping stone towards where he wanted to be. So that was <laughs> weird but <laughs> funny but nice. It make, well, it, make, it definitely makes us feel good about ourselves, doesn't it? And the <laughs> fact that he's he's left the Nathan Jones side uh, is a little bit of schadenfreude on, on that, on that <laughs> part. Um it's yeah, very very interesting. Obviously, it's been alone. You can't exactly think of building a team around them. But the fact that these players are confident in one getting game time with us and seeing us as a bit of development, and two that these players see like I I don't want to say jump at the opportunity to come to us, but it from all you can go on is what he said in the interview and he seemed to be very much like suggesting that yeah yeah i really like how up for it he was um mm-hmm. and players aren't usually the best at acting or hiding their true feelings in these <laughs> interviews are they like um but it is it's it's yeah it's it's odd um hopefully i don't know do we we want to see some more activity it's still quite window, like a striker yeah any yeah. striker really i think <laughs> I, I I like at least two of the ones we've got, who are fit. Well, actually no, because I was I was excluding Campbell by saying who are fit, but I meant Lee Gregory is one of them. So, mm. uh, of our fit options, I think I like one of them. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, he's injured. As, well, is he? Is Fletcher injured as well? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, I don't like any of our current fit strikers, which is Sam Vokes. 
Yes, and and Paul and Jacob if, Brown, who's having to play that position. Yeah, I don't. I not, don't count him as a striker, even though he's been playing there. Um, and in, another yeah. player who another player who got a lot of stick in some places yesterday, and I mm. refer back to what we said last week in that I just think that he's young and he's raw and he's playing a position that isn't suited to him, and it's he he you know he's been brought in. To, to push for a first team place and lo and behold everyone is injured and so he has a first team place and <laughs> it yeah I mean he isn't he isn't I don't think he's first team material I think he's that type of player you bring on and you know develop him and he gets bits of game time as and when he's he's kind of just stuck in the firing line a little bit uh, at the moment Jacob Brown and I do <laughs> I do feel sorry for him um at the other end of the pitch Tony. Mm. James Chester was sent off. Um, what did you make of the red card? Uh, insert guitar noises because James Chester. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you'll get that. I always forget it's on Patreon. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave did a song about about James Chester once, and <laughs> it was excellent. And every time there's any mention of James Chester, I just drift back to Dave with an acoustic guitar singing that we signed James Chester which wasn't the question the question no. was um, I can't remember something about him getting set, sent off I assume he, he, yes he, he, he was re- thank you for that thank <laughs> you for that addle through history Tony but I had asked you uh, he got sent off what did you think of that red card uh, it probably was a red it was probably a good bit of defending he sacrificed yeah. himself it was one of it, it was one of them that could have been a yellow if the other, I think it was Collins chasing back. If Collins had been a tiny bit faster, tiny bit further back, then Chester wouldn't have been the last man. But yeah, I think Chester had the option to either stop this happening or not stop it happening. And I think had he not stopped it <laughs> happening, there would have been a reasonable chance of a goal and it would have been worse. Certainly the the very interesting Blackbird commentators who were on the stream yesterday... Oh, my God. Uh, even, to say they were biased is mad, but at that moment, they, when watching the replay back, did say, oh, I, no, I think that that probably is a yellow, which was interesting, but then they well, were quite happy well, that were, it was a red. They thought that he'd got the yellow card out initially yeah. because the way the sun was glinting on it or something, but it was, I mean, it was <laughs> horrific. We were just like, that should be a red. Why is he showing him a yellow? It's like, it is red. It's for reddest. I've, I've seen pillar boxes less red than that. That's ridiculous. You idiots. They but were... They, Oh, I mean, they were, I, I, they when bad. I listen to Radio Stoke commentary, I don't ever think that we're... I don't know, maybe it's because our our commentators have got a dour sense of, oh, God, here we go again. Like, I don't know. Maybe Nigel Johnson and that, it's just a... That more seniority, I guess. But the Blackburn commentators were so biased about absolutely everything. Like, Nick Powell was getting... Uh, in, like genuinely fouled so many times and they were just like well, just get up he's wisely throwing himself around they were having none of it it was the, the handball was the best bit I think where yes. I think that was Nick Powell as well and somehow the commentary team managed to convince the ref that there was a handball and then on the replay they were like oh he's picked it up that's a free kick and literally on the replay he just won the ball and then stood there for a second and then kicked it and his hand didn't even go slightly near it, and and they never mentioned it on on the replay or anything. But oh, actually, it wasn't a handball at all. We we're a pair of idiots. It was the weirdest thing 
ever. But then the ref gave him a free kick for it. It is funny how bias in football can lead people to, and I'm and I, myself included, but to just completely ignore evidence to the contrary if it interferes with mm. a position that. I mean, there's probably something you could say about satire here and politics, but it is very <laughs> like it would make it would make an interesting case study, like the genuine the the bias of people and they're like refusing to accept like genuine facts because it doesn't correspond with the narrative they want to portray of their football team. It's quite yeah, because because I was just watching it and just been like, I know that I have Stoke City bias here, but even trying to like watch this through new like a neutral eye like looking at incidents they were just so in favor of blackburn that, <laughs> and I, I get it it's the blackburn stream it's fine but it is just i do find it fascinating like people how people can get so emotionally involved in football that they just deny what they see with their eyes mm. it's quite it d- Definitely can't be applied to anything other than football, though. So that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank thank God it doesn't <laughs> doesn't apply to anything else in life. Hey. Mm. I, I think from uh, BBC Radio Stoke point of view, I think of all the the local radio teams, BBC Radio Stoke are probably quite not biased because I think they're always a little bit, like you said, a bit down and a bit down on us anyway, which is fine. I think they, they're making an effort to be not too partial yeah but also they're used to watching stoke for a hundred combined years between them probably so they're used to being annoyed about it so they're just like oh well that's terrible whenever stoke tries something but this i think that i don't know and again maybe this is my bias towards radio stoke but i think that like (laughs) whilst there is clear bias towards stoke that they you know they want stoke to win Mm. I do feel that he just comes across as a more professional outlet than... I don't yeah. know who did the commentary for Blackburn. Um, I, I, I assume... No, I don't know. I assume it was just two fans, but I don't know. <laughs> like when you watch the, the equivalent of Oz. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to do that. Oh, God, I think yes. we'd, we'd be so miserable about it, though. We would, but yeah. it would... It would, Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be brilliant. <laughs> I did... I, oh, I could... I, I, yeah, I did wrestling commentary once, in a previous Ooh. life, once upon a time, that's a story for another that, another day. That um, worked for James McLean, anyway. It exactly. <laughs> uh, on just finishing up, then on James Chester being out, uh, who would you like to see come in uh, and yeah. replace him? Is it Danny Bart or the hero that is Ryan Shawcross? Well, we're. I mean, we're we're blessed in that our defensive unit is effectively the polyphonic spree of of football there's 50 of them centre backs that we can pick from probably um, that's a niche reference actually isn't it oh, well. hey, I'm uh, gonna... but I'm going to say Liam Lindsay just to be weird uh, but no I, I'm quite happy Liam with Lindsay. most of our centre backs I, I think Tommy uh, Smith's probably had enough of a rest he could come back in on the right and Collins could move across um, uh, yeah whatever any any old any old centre back. Shawcross is fine, I think. I think he's he's since he's been back, he's he's looked like a good percentage of the player he once was, which is exciting. And he's probably able to do enough of the rest now to be better um, than some options. But yeah, any any of them, any centre back will do. Just spin a big wheel with all our centre backs on. Yeah. 
Why not? Why not? I think that's a good idea, Tony. Um, any other points you want to raise about this game? I th- only that it's weird having only one game this week, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it's it feel odd. like football just stopped for ages? Yeah. I do. I on. In hindsight, I thought for yeah for an hour we looked pretty decent, and I do think that hmm. it, it gave me faith that oh, this is, we 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 don't just have to be dour. I think that we can play well. We've got a hmm. game on Tuesday, Tony. Yeah, um, and and if it was in a previous in a, in a non-lockdown time, we probably could have gone to this because it's down the road in Rotherham. Yeah, for you and me. It is. Um, literally down the road for you. Like, yeah. I could almost. The, you if, could walk it. If I probably. had a window in my. Lo- like, I've got a loft room and I've got a window pointing backwards, but there's no window pointing forwards towards town. If I had a window at the front, I'd be able to see it. Wow. That close to New York City mm. itself. Uh, <laughs> Rotherham, Rotherham away. Uh, la- the last time we did that, uh, Bojan scored yeah. a late equaliser. Memories there, so it's That'd sad that we nice. can't. Sad we can't go to this game. But it is. are you hoping for a win? You've I got am. To, aren't you against Rotherham? I, yeah, I always defend Rotherham because everybody always says, "Oh, we'll definitely beat Rotherham," and because mm. they're just there, I always have half an eye, and they always pull out the odd result, and they always look mm-hmm. better than the record suggests. When in in the alternate seasons, when they're up in this division and not in the one below, which they then piss. Mm. Um, they're they're always a bit better than everyone thinks. I think, yeah. um, so I'm not expecting a win, but I think we in our current format have a very good chance of of getting a result. Like it could easily be a shitty nil nil or something, but yeah, I hope we beat Rotherham. Hmm. I'm sort of tempted to drive down and just sit in the car near the ground and watch the players. Just. Bit- Bit spooky. Get off the coach. Well, it's a thing people used to do, isn't it? Like people who probably listen to this podcast and are completely normal humans would turn up at Stoke really early to watch the players get off the coach. My mum used to do that. Granted, that was because back in the back in the day when she used to have to come down, she was at university at Huddersfield, and Mm. the only trains she could get across meant she got there like three hours before a game. So, so as a result, she was. We were talking about it the other day. She's found loads of programs that she has from all those times when she's been down that are all signed oh, and everything. Yeah, really, really. See, exciting. I couldn't do. I suppose I could put them out of a out of a car window and just yeah. wave them at Josh Tyman and like fling it and say, "Could you sign that, please?" And he'll be like, "No, <laughs> go away." A very good uh, impression. Okay, that. That's fun. Oh, yeah, well, I've been the whole. You, you, so have I. So have I. It's funny, actually. We're, talk, we're talking about the Rotherham game like it's special having a game like within an hour of your house. But, but it, I suppose but quite a lot of people are listening who live near Stoke, so it's like they probably it's probably something they're used I, to. It's, uh, we've said this before about this podcast, but mm. I think this podcast, well, looking at looking at where like listens come from, we do get a lot that... Obviously, we get a lot in the UK, and we can't pinpoint like geographically in the UK where that's from. We do get a lot that are from yes, yeah. (laughs) We do get a lot that are like from uh, overseas places. Like we we get a lot from Australia, a lot from the states, uh, that type of thing. Yeah, maybe bots, but (laughs) I think that there is something about a podcast when you're when when you can't go to games and when you when you're away from it, having a podcast does kind of connect you in with with Mm. things and. I think, I mean, that was one of the reasons I liked 
wanting to do a podcast to talk to people because I don't really talk to many people around where I live about Stoke. Wise. And so it's nice. But the, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, very yeah. wise. Apart from a security... There's a security... Gu- oh, there used to be a security guard in the Tesco's at Stairfoot in Barnsley, and he was a Stoke mm-hmm. supporter, the oh, security wow. guard there. Yeah. So we'd always... We'd, yeah, always speak to him. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's a weird, a weird tangent. But yeah, I mean, I always look out for the game against Rotherham because... Because they are the team that are geographically closest to me. Yeah. Because they're, they're a team that I've seen a plenty of times mm. um, at, at the new ground and the old and the Don Valley Stadium in between. So it's quite, mm. yeah, it'll be, it'll be. I, I, I don't know, I'm just looking forward to it. Maybe I, I'm wrong. I, I haven't seen Stoke win at Rotherham before. But no. I, I've, I've picked, I, I, haven't, I haven't been to that many Rotherham away games, but I did go to that 4-0 one. <laughs> where Peter Hookstra went off injured. That was yep. brilliant. I was about the only Stoke fan left in the second half. Um, and I did go to that last one where Bojan scored for a, a, an excellent point in purple. Well, I've just looked. We're also but, yeah. we're away to um, Huddersfield on Saturday, so we've got a bit of a Yorkshire tour going on this week, which is yeah. interesting, isn't it? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Hope, hopeful. It is hopeful, for us. Yeah, hopeful results. Yeah. For, for us all, do you want to play yeah. a game? Do we play a game? Uh, is it Are name based? It's a name based game. I Alex Ward on Twitter, then, yes, challenged you and me, Tony and Tom, but Tom isn't here, so uh, Alex Ward <laughs> says, "Can you make a full team of players, any players, not just Stoke players, any players who have the same first name will allow different spelling variations as you? Um, can you, Tony, do that?" I can, but I I hadn't clocked the the criticality of the first name, so I might need to substitute one of my forwards. <laughs> Why have you um, got okay? Have you gone uh, with someone whose surname is Tony? Well, well I'll I'll start at the start. So the you team can go for it. The, the team name is San Antonio FC, which I think is acceptable. <laughs> um, we're playing at the Tony Macaroni Arena. Oh my! Oh God! I've not done this. I've the, not done, okay. The spaghetti had. Um, which is Livingston's ground. It is. Um, in goal, I was going to go with me, which is a bit lazy, but then I tweaked me back yesterday. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Tony Miola. Oh, okay. USA International and various... Oh, what a hooligan-looking sort he was. I remember him from <laughs> the, that World Cup I enjoyed. Um, left back, I've got Tony DiRigo, Stoke legend. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, centre-back, Tony Adams... And then someone who I haven't really seen play, but knowing what I know about him outside of playing, I think he's probably the best centre-back in the world, Tony Pulis. Way, of course, of course. Um, and then at right-back, I've got Tony Lloyd, who used to play for Huddersfield. Okay. Um, who's at North Ferriby, I checked now. Um, then in midfield, I've gone for a three. Uh, perennial Man United disappointment, Anthony Marshall. Oh, okay, yeah. I should have said Tony Marshall because it sounds even less French, but yeah. Anthony Martial. Um, (laughs) Tony Dinning, Stoke legend. Mm -hmm. Um, And Tony Cruz, or Kroos. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Because he's good. Yeah. Um, And then up front, I had Tony Cotty. Oh, okay. Then Uh, Tony Cascarino, 
<laughs> Tony Casca. Okay. The least are... Irish sounding oh, Irishman. There's so there's a many lot of Tonys. Tonys. I've got a this bench is... of about 20 as well. Oh, God. Um, and then I had Luca Tony, <laughs> which, if it has to be a first name, I'll swap him for Michael Antonio. Oh, no, that's also not a first name. Uh, Tony Galvin, then. Um, wow, okay. okay. I had uh, on my bench Tony Warner, Anthony Vandenborough, um, football manager hero 2008. Yep. Um, Tony Pulis Jr. <laughs> that seems um, somewhat cheating. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, uh, that's probably enough. There's a lot of Tonys basically in football. There really is. There really is. Mm. Uh, that was very impressive. I struggled more with the Chrises, I'll be honest. But I did manage to get just I could just think a... of a front two <clears throat> well, immediately got... for Chrises. But... Yeah. Well, so, so I've only got an 11. I don't have arenas or anything, so arenas, cool. stadiums, whatever. Uh, so in goal, <laughs> um, I have uh, Chris Kirkland, oh, formerly, yes. yeah, Sheffield Wednesday yep. and Wigan. Good man, um, doing lots of good charity things and mental health things at the minute on the Twitter as well. Yes, nice yes. person. At left back, I have Chris Powell. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, when what was Chris Powell like? Late nineties, early noughties, I think. Yeah, yeah. More famous now for being a manager, of course. Mm. Um, Good player, uh, though. Centre back pairings: I have Chris Smalling and mm-hmm. Chris Morgan, uh, formerly Ooh. of Sheffield United. Good luck uh, to anyone taking them on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, keeping with the defence and the Sheffield United thing, I have Chris Basham at right back because I am assured nice. that he can play out on the right. Uh, in centre mid, I have the pairing of uh, former Nottingham Forest player Chris Bart Williams. Yes, paired with everyone's favourite roving reporter and Ninja UK person Chris Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> Stoke legend, on, yeah. On the right wing, spelt differently and. A bit of a knob. I have Ooh, Chris Commons. I, I have really Chris Commons. Yeah. <laughs> On the Wobbly. left, I have I have Chris I have Chris Brunt, and up front I have Chris Martin okay. and Chris Iwalumu. Ah, excellent. Okay, I like okay. my front two of Chris's that I thought of when you said it were um, Chris Greenacre mm-hmm. and Cristiano Ronaldo. Ah, okay. Big known dodgy. to his friends as known to his friends as Chris, obviously. Yeah, almost certainly. No, they probably all have to call him R nine or whatever his number is. <laughs> you have is to call R7, me by call, call me by my branding. Is yeah. that what? You... <laughs> yeah. No, that was fun. That, that was, was fun. awesome. I like, and now what I want is everyone who listens and is on the socials, uh, do it for your name and send us it. I'd love to know. Your 11s with your names. It's different. With general names like ours, uh, it's okay. But I imagine some uh, more rarer names, it's going to be difficult. I had misread the question. (laughs) And I had. I didn't read that it had to be my name. So I did an entire 11 of John's to start with. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was was easy because there's so many John's. Did you have Salako in there? No, I didn't. No, no, I've deleted it, so I can't actually tell you who who was. Who I'm was trying to it. think of some good Toms. I, I mean, would have John Obi Mikel was, was Tom. John uh, John Obi Mikel was in it. Mm. 
Uh, oh, no, on the wing I had John Walters. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, it was all good yeah. fun. And John, I had John Bar. I was allowed John Barnes in that one. Um, uh, yeah. What a rambling time. Mm. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Tony? I like how Barnes has sort of looped back towards my chat about farming really early on. <laughs> uh, nice little bookend. I, don't, I haven't got much, to be honest. It's been a funny sort of a weekend. It's it a funny really sort of a week, really. It's all... It's all very. It's lovely to speak to you. Anyway, I miss, missed all this last week, so thanks for bearing it, with. No, it, um, well, thank you for being here, Tony. Mm. Thank you very much. There is one last thing that uh, we need to just briefly mention, and if I load up what I need to load up very quickly, um, the Stoke Food Bank Christmas appeal is over. It is done. It is dusted. Mm. There is no more links on our profile. Um, so that is done. However, there was time on Monday for us just to receive one final donation Ooh. from the people at Amy Rail in Crewe. Rupert Goff, of this parish formerly, uh, has organised this there. They uh, Not only did they do donate food to the food bank over the Christmas time, but they also ran a Christmas raffle, of which um, an amazing... £1,035 was raised uh, and donated to the Food Bank Appeal, which means, Tony, as we closed the appeal on Monday, not including gift aid, the 2020 Christmas Appeal raised an amazing £6,331. Wow. That's mad, isn't it? That is incredible. I mean, including gift aid, that's probably eight grand, isn't it? Because the gift aids are top. Near it. Yeah. yeah, I mean that. Not that's. Uh, what can you say? Uh, well, thank you is what you can say. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you so much. That is amazing. It's, insa- it's insane. It is. That is a whopping one thousand and uh, one thousand two hundred and sixty-six percent of our original target. <laughs> so that is yeah. insane. Like is that all? people have. We've said it before, but people have been. St- so generous with this campaign they've been just brilliant but the fact that um i i'll be honest rupert had said he was going to try and arrange something with work and i'd completely forgotten until he then messaged me at the beginning of the week going oh i've sorted the stuff that we did through through work um i'm gonna sort this out like oh right okay and then this then this email came through Mm -hmm. saying how much had been donated and i was just (laughs) like I i i fell off my chair um it's just thank you to the people there for the the incredible donations for not only supporting us uh with the funds but also for donating your own food to to deliver down to the food bank which i believe rupert went and dropped down there uh thank you rupert for organizing it Mm -hmm. um and and yeah thank you everyone who took part in this campaign uh, I don't know if we'll ever get anywhere close to doing anything like that again, <laughs> genuinely. But if uh, we could all be proud that this, this is a bloody high, this is such a high, <laughs> like so yeah. well done. Like the that goes some massive way to support this food bank in 2021. So you've done your community proud. I feel proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Ugh. just outstanding work, everyone, and and thank you, Chris, for doing all the admin and setting it up in the first <laughs> place and and getting it off off the ground. 
Yeah, this of course, year that, because that was the hardest part, clearly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, obviously well. not. Well, if no. you hadn't done it, it would have been a lot less successful a campaign, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, do you know what? Yeah, very true. Many thousands of pounds less. Yeah. So yeah, well done. Nah, it's it's just it's just brilliant. I'm very proud of everything. Um, mm. If there's nothing else to ta- say, Tony, I will wrap us up there. Um, of course. We are on, on the socials, on, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can find us by searching Wizards of Drivel. You can subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. We're on all the podcast things, including Spotify, which mm-hmm. is nice. So listen to us there, maybe. I don't know. Who, I don't. We don't get that kind of information. We probably do know who listens to us through all these different annals. I just don't know how to find it out. Yeah, some, somebody else has the login. So somebody knows if they Someone, log, someone must know. Got the login. No. But if you do listen to us there, thank you. Uh, and thank you everyone else for listening. We will be back next weekend after we've done our tour of Rotherham and Huddersfield. We've been around all of the Yorkshire places. We'll be back then. Until then, have a safe week. See you next time. Go on, Stoke. The internet? Mostly the internet. Well, if we're going to try and keep us on a, on a thread of Stoke City, we have signed a player today. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! We signed a player. Transfer deadline day. (laughs) I've got the guitar up. Transfer deadline day. We've signed James Chester.